Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm back with a follow-up episode with Dave Wood, the founder of Integrative Training. Dave is a former intensive care paramedic that used his frontline experience in educational training in health science to develop integrative training, a comprehensive approach to optimizing health and human performance. If you missed episode 250, that was the first episode with him, go back and listen to it first as it sets up the episode today where he delivers a masterclass on identifying and intentionally creating mindsets. Today, Dave explains how to identify your mindset and create systems and protocols that enable you to act in a manner that aligns with your values. In addition, Dave details his five-step method for intercepting stress in real time. This system allows you to regain control of your mind and body and take deliberate action with clarity and focus. This is one of the most practical conversations I've ever conducted on the topic. It's to the point, no fluff, and you'll leave with actionable advice you can put into practice today. But before we get started, I need your help. The guest lineup for 2023 is amazing. We've got world-class experts in human performance, leadership, decision-making, and so much more coming on the show. And if you've listened to the show for a while, you know how impactful the information we bring to you can be. And I need your help to amplify the message. So here's what I need from you. If you haven't left us a comment and review yet, please pause the show and do it now. These reviews move us up the charts on platforms like Apple and Spotify, and then these platforms will then recommend the podcast to more people. Thank you in advance for doing this, as this is a total team effort. But now it's time for my conversation with Dave Wood. So let's lean in and learn from the best. Dave, I'm an entrepreneur. I spent my big part of my career in sports, and stress is always coming at you. You know, especially as a somebody in business, like things can get crazy really fast. And something I want to get better at is responding to stress instead of reacting to stress. What do you think about that? How can I improve in this area? Yeah. So first of all, like when, when I think of like responding versus reacting, reacting is based on that survival instinct of something happens and you just react. Um, and that can get you out of that can get you out of trouble a bunch of times, right? That can that can actually be a strength. Of course, it is. Like if you put your hand on something hot, you take it straight off. Uh, it's designed to keep us safe, right? But um, there's certain situations where if you react, you end up in trouble. We see this all the time, right? Where you're reacting to something that someone said or some someone that something's did has done. Responding is your ability to be able to tap into your conscious mind in real time to be able to take a step back, activate these higher brain centers and be more creative in your response, right? And the problem with being reactive is it's often based on patterns of behavior, patterns that we establish from traumatic events in our life. Now, to give you an example, when a traumatic event happens, you create safety barriers. In the medium term, that's great. That keeps us safe, right? We, we create this sort of safety net. The problem is when you don't know how to leverage stress and pressure properly and you don't understand it, those safety barriers can end up becoming long-term, right? We carry them on for not weeks, but months and years. And those patterns end up becoming detrimental to our health and performance because they hold us back. In some respect, they hold us back. And when we then go into these high-pressure, high-stress moments, those patterns come to the forefront, those subconscious patterns of behavior. It could be avoidance. It could be, 
and that perfectionism. It could be it can be a raft of different things, but identifying those patterns is very important in order to respond and not react. So I've identified some of my patterns. You know, some of my patterns growing up were when there was stress and pressure or, or my way of dealing with stress and pressure was through anger, right? That was a pattern for me. I identified that pattern and changed that pattern. But you can't change unless you identify your own subconscious, unconscious patterns of behavior. You know, we can talk about this as we go forward, but we have, when I work with people, we have a system of being able to identify these patterns and being able to flip them on their head and create new patterns of behavior. It's called mindset theme. And those new patterns of behavior become the thing that you practice over and over again, and they become the subconscious patterns of behavior. But to your question, which I've gone a bit of a roundabout here, it was- no, I mean, You're hitting it on the head for me. I'm taking notes right now because this makes a lot of sense. If you want to respond correctly, you have to understand the pattern that you're operating out of. Yeah. And the great thing is about being a human is you have the ability to change, right? We have the ability to change. And if you think about a business, right, a business has all these systems and protocols to be able to operate. Do you have a system and protocol for the most important thing you have, your mindset? Do you have a system and protocol for that? And the answer for most people is no. And that's what the mindset themes is about, is about writing these systems, these protocols out that you live by that dictate the way you respond to things. Your mindset is the rules and regulations you live by that dictate the way you respond to things. And that's incredibly powerful. So I talked about like anger being one of my patterns of behavior. With my mindset themes, I flip that on the head. And now my mindset is I do not lose control. I remain calm no matter what. That has been massive for me. Now, that was just a decision to write that out and, and to live by it, right? And now I don't, it's just subconscious for me now. If someone pulls in front of me in the car, I do not give it my energy. Why would I? Why would I give that thing my energy? My energy is so important to me. And um, I have this other great mindset thing, which is um, my mindset is I do not view thoughts as good or bad, but as situations to respond to. And it's my response to the thought that matters. We live in a day and age now where everyone on social media is a mental health advocate, right? Like everyone's <laughs> telling us. And, and, and that's cool. Like the information out there is so good, but it's also there's too much information, I feel. And like we can get lost in that information. But people are telling us you have to have positive thoughts. No, you don't. I have all sorts of messed up thoughts in a day it's not the thought that matters it's what you do with that thought you bring that thought in you change the language around that thought and you respond in a creative way that's powerful that that's how you intercept this stuff not going out there and just thinking positively all the time that doesn't doesn't man yeah it doesn't work i mean you can't control the thoughts that enter your head like if you if if you say Eric, don't think about a purple cow. Guess what I'm going to think about? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to think about a purple cow or whatever. You know, it's just a friend of mine, Dr. Alex Auerbach. He and I had a great conversation about this. He's a director of wellness for the Toronto Raptors. He's like Eric, you you can't control. Like you could be at the free throw line and something comes in your head. Like I'm going to brick. Yeah. And then you go no, because I'm going to go back to my technique. I'm going to focus. There is a myth that the best don't feel pressure. Mm. And uh, I don't know if you know, Chris Hoy, the greatest Olympic cyclist of all time said when he was articulating what it felt like to race in the Olympic finals, his first Olympic finals, he said, it felt like I was going to the gallows. Mm. Like the guy thought he was like, he felt like he was being executed. Mm. And I don't know about you, but like at my best moments, when you show up and you get it done, like right before you feel like you're going to vomit, but if you trained, <laughs> If you trained, then you can harness your attention and focus on execution. And then that's typically when you perform your absolute best, if you've trained, right? You're either trained or untrained. So I, I am completely gelling with what you're saying here. 
Yeah, I don't think the body knows the difference between stress and excitement. I think it's the same hardwired mechanisms, right? Like, so you can leverage stress to excitement. You can leverage that in real time and you can use this uncomfortable feeling you get in your chest and in your stomach and, you know, your mind's racing. You can use that and convert it into excitement. It's just about how you understand how to leverage that in real time and that just comes through practice, right? It comes through understanding and practice. Don't you have yeah. a five-step method for, for dealing with this? I believe I've, I've heard you talk about this before. Yeah, so this goes back to like my work as an intensive care paramedic and I had to like drive into these jobs. I noticed my hands would start getting clammy. I could feel my heart racing. My mind started ticking over and I was like, it was really putting me off my job. And I was like, right, I've got to come up with a system to be able to leverage this stuff in real time. And this is this five-step method. And the reason why this is so powerful is because it intercepts stress here, psychological stress pertaining to your mind, and it intercepts stress in your body. And actually we need both what we call top-down control of stress and bottom-up control of stress. I'll take you through this five-step method. It is very easy to apply in real time. The first thing is you have to embrace stress and pressure. You have to learn to go towards it and embrace it. That can just be that you're in a moment which is overwhelming for you and you just have a little chat to yourself. Hey, this is where I am right now. This is where I need to be. I'm going to embrace it. I imagine myself grabbing it and pulling it in. That's embracing stress for me. The second thing, which is incredibly powerful in terms of intercepting stress here in your mind is changing the language. How simple. Change the language. I'm no good. I'm not ready for this. I'm Dave Wood. I'm going to absolutely go out there and smash this. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to I'm going to do this thing. You know, that's just changing your language. So easy to do in real time. That has a ripple on effect through every single cell in your body. Shifting your perspective. The more ways you have to look at something, the more choices you have. So number two and three are kind of tied together. You may be looking at something through one lens. Just move around a little bit. Look at it through a different lens. Shifting your perspective is incredibly powerful. So now we've intercepted some of how stress affects our mind psychological stress now we get into the body and the, the number four is conscious control of your breathing take conscious control of your breathing inhale hold exhale relax or just inhale and prolong the exhale soft quiet light this allows you to tap into your physiological response to stress which is normally to upregulate things right well you're doing the opposite you're taking your breathing and you're slowing it down that sends signals to your brain that you're in a calm state that allows you to grab the switch and dial it back a little bit into that that more calming part of your nervous system and the last thing and this is incredibly powerful this last one is a body scan find where you're holding tension and let it go often in these high pressure high stress moments we are in a brace state fight flight or freeze and we hold that tension in our muscular skeletal system and we tend to go into this isometric contraction of our chest shoulders jaw neck muscles just do it. i find that i don't even breathe yeah yeah exactly you're, you're sort of um people do normally do one of three things when they're stressed in terms of their breathing they will hold their breath they will shift their breath into the upper chest or they will what we call um breath stack normal inhale small exhale normal inhale small exhale oh and that's just driving you up the stress continuum. exactly and so when you implement this five-step method in real time and by the way these these steps end up merging you know you inhale exhale relax while you're doing your body scan this can be done in, within 10 seconds i just want to give a very quick example of how i use this in real time recently i had to talk in front of 300 people i've never done that before at a health summit about five minutes before going out i felt this overwhelming stress and pressure and i really got in my headband i started even saying to myself my presentation's not right 
I'm going to get up there and what happens if I just flop and this whole thing, you know? And I started even visualizing it happen. Well, it's easy to keep going down that road. I brought it back. I embraced it, did that thing. Imagine I'm just grabbing the whole thing, bringing it in. I started changing the language. I'm ready for this. I'm going to get up there and absolutely smash it. Straight away, when you embrace stress, you've got the control. Changing the language started intersecting stress here for me. That When you intersect stress here, it has a downward effect into your body and then I just went through that shifting my perspective of it I took a couple of breathing cycles for me I just inhale I hold at the top for two to three seconds and I just do a long exhale when the exhale is longer than the inhale it creates a more calming effect in the body again I'll say that when the exhale is longer than the inhale it creates a more calming effect in the body it activates parasympathetic division of your autonomic nervous system the calming division of your of your nervous system and then the last thing I did was just went through and relaxed all those muscles and then I went up there and smashed it but it's easy to go to keep going down the wrong route right I love this this is like one of the most practical methodologies that I've heard of I think anybody can do this in any situation you've got me fired up to come to New Zealand to join one of your workshops oh man we would love to have you here we just had on our last workshop we had a guy come over from Australia and he brought all these hexo skins which are designed to measure your heart rate variability blood pressure heart rate breathing rate and what we did is we put these hexo skins on the participants that were on the workshop and we showed them that we do this 20 minute breathing flow that's designed to shift you into a calm state and we were able to show them the effect that had on their nervous system. We were able to show them in real time with the data, their body shifting into that parasympathetic, that blue zone, that calming state through heart rate variability. What these participants were able to do is see in real time. And it was very emotional for them. Being able to see it on a screen, like you pick out that individual and you show them that they're able to shift into a calm state. Take an individual that is chronically stressed them being able to see that they can actually take control is incredibly powerful. Just take something like the ice bath. You get these people in the ice bath and they're able to control that by controlling their breathing and by controlling this thing. That has massive ripple on effects into every single facet of performance and health. And that's where, like, you know, the ice bath is where we're practicing the stress, you know, getting in there. We want to put ourselves into the red. We want to be in a stress state because that affords us the opportunity to be able to push back against it and control it. I love it. I think it's a practical tool. You know, a lot of people are espousing the benefits of it, but I would say 95% of people don't really know how to use it as the tool that they need to use it for. And you guys are using it to elicit a state and then to give people the methodologies to then work through that state and regain control. It's kind of like if you want somebody to be good at free throw shooting, you'd run them up and down the court for a while, make them shoot, 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 get the free throw line now, put it into practice. I believe it was the Lithuanians don't quote me on this, but I think it was them. They were doing, yeah. <laughs> I, believe they were, I believe they were the ones that won. There was a surprise world championship. I believe it was them. And I was kind of digging into what they were doing. And uh, at the time I've been working with some, with basketball and they were doing a lot of auto regulatory things and they would just put players in a specific state of stress and then make them execute their skills, give them tools and mechanisms to auto-regulate using biofeedback. And mm. that's exactly what you're doing. That's a that's a very valid way of doing it. And a lot of people are like, oh, we're just going to use ice baths to make us tougher. No, you got to have a methodology. You can go jump in a pool of cold water and just freeze your butt off. Or you can have a tool, train yourself. And so Man. that's what you guys have got. Yeah, I love it that you brought that up because um, if you're just sitting in an ice bath and you don't know why you're there, you're just sitting in cold water. Yeah, it makes no sense. So, man, when you un this is, comes back to this thing of understanding the underlying mechanisms of stress and pressure. 
when that person gets into an ice bath, they have to have a visual representation of what their autonomic nervous system is doing. It's pinging into the red, right? They have that visual representation of that. That gives them so much more ability to be able to apply these skills. And we give the analogy that you're grabbing the dimmer switch and you're turning it back towards that parasympathetic. You're never going to be in a parasympathetic state in an ice bath, right? You're always going to be in an upregulated stress state, but it's where you are on that continuum of way in the red where you're able to grab the switch and toggle it back a little bit and take control and work with the agitation. And when you do that in the ice bath, you then take that and you apply it into everything. These are the practical settings that we need to be able to leverage stress and pressure. Understand the underlying mechanisms, give them the skills, the breathing, the meditation, whatever they do on a day-to-day basis. They create a routine, you know, viewing natural sunlight in the morning, going for a walk on the beach. All these stuff are the skills. Then the application becomes the ice bath, the sauna, the pool work. The um, We do the stress mitigation training on the beach. Or For me, it's about getting the... If we just talk about athletes, I always think take them out of the sport and put them into an unfamiliar environment. That's why we use the pool and they're crawling along the bottom of the pool. It's all unfamiliar. Teach them the skills there and then they take that and apply it back into what they're doing. The best athletes are the ones that are able to take something and apply it back into life or sport. No, I love what you guys are doing. I think it's phenomenal. I don't want to say this and sound so sound like I think so highly of myself, but when I was listening to, like I said, mean, you and I mentioned before, I was listening to your podcast, one of these podcasts you're on. I was like, I think I found my twin down in New Zealand. I, mean, <laughs> I was just like, I love this guy. Uh, not that I want to live in an echo chamber by any means, because I like to be challenged. And, and I've gained a lot just from this conversation. This five-step method is something I'm going to use. But it's really great to hear that you're able to pour into elite athletes with really good information, because there's a lot of charlatans out there. And this is really solid stuff that people can really benefit from. Yeah, man, I just want to come back to that point that it's about the basics. We, we overcomplicate things. We look for convoluted solutions to simple problems. The stuff that I'm doing with the athletes, it's basic stuff. Yeah, the, 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 the mechanisms, you know, some delving into the nervous system, all that, it gets in depth. But actually the skills and, and you know, the practical applications that we put people in, they're not convoluted. If someone's trying to sell you something convoluted, they don't know what they're talking about. It should be simple. It's like trying to design a simplistic house is, is much harder than trying to put in all the angles and everything in. Like simplicity is harder. So the complexity is in the simplicity. Things should be simple and easy to apply. Dave, thank you so much for joining me today. If you guys want to follow Dave, you can find him on Integrated Training on Instagram. He's got a great website a new one's coming out and he's got a phenomenal workshop if you want to hop on a plane hopefully soon you're bringing it stateside to a wonderful beach near us but thank you so much for joining me today my friend hey, hey thank you for having me and I, I really love what you're doing as well man this platform that you've got here is so powerful and so educational i've listened to two of these small uh you know 14 15 minute podcast and i learned heaps you know and and it's just hearing it from a different perspective what you're doing is powerful and we need more of this stuff so yeah thank you man Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if you haven't joined my newsletter adaptation, I invite you to do that today. Every Friday, I send you actionable recommendations for your mind, body, and recovery that are rooted in the latest scientific literature and my learnings as a human performance practitioner. This is a free newsletter that you can sign up for now by clicking the link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode.